Here we are. We're back. It is Let's Get Spiritual with uh, Dr. D and... Brother T. Brother T. Brother T. This is your second week back with us. It is. It's good to be back. Hey, you know, uh, and uh, the people listening to this week's podcast, if they've not gone back and grabbed last week's podcast, that's becoming a very popular podcast as well about is the COVID vaccine... Uh, the mark of the beast. I would encourage them. I would encourage them after they listen to this. One. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> Don't uh, skip out on no, this one. On share no. it, like it, and then go back and listen. I, that was a very, very interesting, as you said, uh, podcast. Yeah. And here's another good milestone that we've passed. But T, I don't know when you plan on doing it, but sometime before this year's over, you promised to buy me a taco when we got over one thousand listens. And guess what? We just topped eleven. 1- Hundred downloads. We are there. <laughs> we're and there I, I, I promise you a taco. We're I going to prom- do it, brother. Yeah, we're going to do we're it. Gonna do it. We're gonna, and I'd like to get like, is there like a gourmet Mexican restaurant in town? <laughs> You'll find it. <laughs> I will. I promise you I will. <laughs> What's that one out toward you? I know I live up here in the sticks. Uh, there's an Amigos on the water out there. No way. Yes. Yes. There White is. tablecloth candlelight? Absolutely not. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, is this a good taco? Yep. My son gets those tacos that are uh, authentic Mexican tacos. They don't put cheese on them or anything. They're just meat tacos and shells with a little garnish and some, I mean, uh, he's got the word for it. I don't know what it is. Nasty? But it's, it's all nasty. <laughs> simple. <laughs> They're very simple, but he says that's the way real uh, Mexican tacos are. Really? And he has food allergies, so he can't have the cheese oh. anyway. So he found these things, and they rightly pretty good. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, there's a word for them on the menu, but when you read them, they're they're lightly dressed. They're not full of mm-hmm. all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, he chomps down on those things. Ah, huh, interesting. Yeah. Taking away cheese and sour cream. Yeah, and, all that stuff. I don't yeah. eat that stuff either. Right. Do you not? On a pizza, I do. Huh? You know me. I got. I've got the unholy trinity. Right. In foods. Okay. The unholy trinity. What, you know what they are? No, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, we, you and I have been friends for years. You should uh, know. Many years, but uh, <laughs> fill me in. Green peas, uh-huh. yellow cheese, and mayonnaise. <laughs> that's the unholy trinity. There's only one, I think, in mine, and that's macaroni and cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want macaroni and cheese either yeah. because that's okay. yellow cheese. I mean, yes, yeah, yellow cheese. Right, right, okay. You know, uh, mozzarella's, parmesan, uh, the pepper jack hmm. and all I love those cheeses huh. those my wife and I make our own pizza we quit going out for pizza right. we, we do a flatbread pizza home that'll knock your socks off wow yeah so I, we use all that good cheese but yeah. just think about this what color is a cow's milk it's white yeah, yeah. so how did cheeses ever get yeller uh-huh now, they, they have okay. to add stuff to it to make uh-huh. it yeller so those I won't call the name that everybody makes what they're they're Grilled cheese sandwiches right. out of where you slide them out of mm-hmm. those little pieces mm-hmm. of plastic. Mm-hmm. That's nothing but wax. Oh, ooh, yuck. You I mean take yeah. a bite. Yeah. It's wax. <laughs> so we use some good Gruyere cheese yeah. and put that on there and put a little basil leaf on top of that and mm. grill that up with some butter on both sides. <laughs> here I am hungry again. <laughs> Every, week. Every week. Every week. I won't make you hungry because we're gonna talk about food here in a minute again okay. when it comes to our particular topic. So uh want you I'm gonna let you introduce our topic what are we going to talk about this week our topic this week is judging others uh, is it right to judge others yeah um, what are the parameters if we do judge others uh, the whole gamut of judging 
Yeah, and let me say, uh, you and I talk about each week what our subject is. And truth is, right, there's no topic that's off-limited. We're spiritual beings. Everything is spiritual, so anything we can talk about. But this one particularly, I wanted to talk about because, quite frankly, one of the great uh, objections to the Christian faith is Mm -hmm. people who aren't Christians believe that we are judgmental. Right. And um, would you say we are? Uh, unfortunately, I can see where many would get that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's true in many cases. <laughs> it is. And that's a turnoff for it is. people it is. to be judgmental. It's one of the main rejections, I would say, of Christianity, is um, believers can come off very de- judgmental. Yeah. yeah. So our question is going to be, should we be judgmental? Should we ever judge anyone else besides ourselves? Or even should we judge ourselves? So um, let's just let's get to the talking points. Does the Bible teach us? that we should never judge another person. And when I thought about this talking about Tony, I, I, my mind immediately went to Jesus standing on the shores of the Sea of Galilee there. He's about to wrap up what we call the Sermon on the Mount. It's the last chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our listeners who uh, are familiar with the Bible, they'll know this, but others, here's a little Bible lesson. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, we call the Sermon on the Mount. It's the opening salvo of the introduction to the kingdom of God. And Jesus is laying down some groundwork is how this kingdom is going to be different than any other kingdom. Mm-hmm. The principles of this faith really uh, just flies in the face of so many other religions that have come before. Uh, so You have heard that it's been said, but right. I say unto you. That's right. He's changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the traditions mm-hmm. of even his family, you know, Jesus grew up in right. a Jewish family, and all these people sitting around him, whether they be Greek or Jew, They've grown up around religious upbringing, and and traditionally, religion meant to judge other people. So after talking about turning the other cheek and seeking first the kingdom of God instead of seeking after money, and God will take care of all the things, not worried about tomorrow, all those other things that he's spoken of, he comes to what you know, Matthew has as chapter 7, in the opening verses, and he looks at them and he says, um, don't judge other people lest other people will judge you right then he adds to that um this is a paraphrase but look it up uh, it is because the same way you judge other people they're going to use that same form of judgment on you mm-hmm. so uh is that a blanket statement and what did jesus mean right when he looked at them and said hey guys don't be judging each other I think, um, let me preface it first by saying you and I both have been to this very spot that traditionally they say uh, Jesus preached this at. Yeah. And uh, it's a beautiful area. I mean, absolutely a beautiful area. And we've both had groups there. Yeah. And one of my favorite things is to have um, us seated and uh, every person in the group take a, a moment and read some of the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. You know, and and so I've done that several several times. That's one of the places where I, <clears throat> I learned, excuse me, <clears throat> that God has a sense of humor. Uh, how come? Because uh, I was sitting here <clears throat> the second trip I think I made, and you know we all gathered around. I'm not sure I was as kind as you and let everybody read it. <laughs> I think I was just reading it, <laughs> but I had just read "Consider the Lilies" and "Consider the Birds of the Air." Right. And uh, I was sitting under a tree, uh-huh. and I, I am not lying. A bird went <laughs> right on my stinking shoulder, right in front of everybody gathered oh, there. That's good. And I looked and I said, "Well, consider the birds." 
<laughs> See, if you had been kind, like Brother T, that could have been someone else up there. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's probably my fault. If I'd given the spotlight away to somebody else, they would have, they would have been anointed. But it's all about Dr. <laughs> D. It's all about yeah, Dr. Right. D. Always has been, always will be. <laughs> uh, when you look at this passage, you know, uh, Jesus did say, Judge not, uh, lest you be judged. And, uh, and then it goes on down, and it gives, uh, I think, Jesus gives a pretty humorous illustration or example. You know, mm-hmm. he says, uh, first remove the plank from your own eye, um, uh, before, uh, remove the speck. He says this, or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye yep. and look, a plank is in your own eye. And mm-hmm. then he uses the word hypocrite. Yeah, you know, that's a pretty strong word. It's a pretty strong word. I don't know if I've used that word lately. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he used that word. Yeah. And, uh, and so to me, one of the ways to look at this, of course, is uh, before you hold anyone else accountable, you make sure that you have taken care of what needs to be taken care of in your own life. Okay. Okay. Well, let me give you, um, you know, this is, let's get spiritual, but I've been for a long time tossing around another podcast that I want to do and it's called Will It Peanut Butter? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Will It Peanut Butter? Will It Peanut Butter? Question okay. mark. All right. Will It Peanut I think I've been tossing around Will It PB? Question yes, mark. Good. That type yeah, of thing. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. so because I have this, uh, again, nobody wants to go down my sad long story, but my parents were divorced when I was nine. Mm. Mom had to go to work. Uh, I came home as a nine-year-old from school, and if I was going to eat anything until Mom got home late that evening, mm-hmm. I need to learn to cook or fix something for myself. So I did. I learned to cook a few things, that kind of thing. Um, but the quickest thing to do is what? Make a peanut butter sandwich. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was very resourceful. We didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of things in the house. So I learned to add a lot of things to a peanut butter sandwich and make it good. <laughs> and so if, if I were to sit down in front of you eat one of my favorite peanut butter sandwiches, mm-hmm. would you judge me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, my favorite peanut butter sandwich is peanut butter and dill pickles. Okay. All and right. just like just just get you some good crunchy smooth. It doesn't matter. On a piece of white bread, and lay you some slices of hamburger dill chips mm-hmm. on there. Close that baby up. Man, it is to die for. Can I say I'm no longer hungry? <laughs> uh, if you do that podcast, you'll have to have another co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it nearly really needs to be a YouTube channel because yeah. people need to see you eating it, right? Because there's a I've, I've come up with a thousand things. Some of them don't sound good to me, but I would mm-hmm. try it, like peanut butter and tuna fish <laughs> <laughs> on crackers. <laughs> But you know, just ask the question. Well, it peanut butter. What's well, that's that's very. Um, I have no words. <laughs> Rarely, doc. Do I, I think have it no might words, draw but... a crowd. That's the reason why I wanted <laughs> yeah, to do it. Yeah, it would definitely. But draw I do. A crowd. I love peanut butter. One of my favorite foods. Right. And uh, peanut butter is nothing but a meat substitute. Okay. When you think about it, mm-hmm. you put peanut butter on a sandwich instead of bologna, instead mm-hmm. of tuna, instead of anything else, because it's a meat substitute. So what do you put on the meat? Can you not put it on peanut butter? No, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. Anyway, so that that's a t- if you were to see somebody sit down like me in front of you, we're having lunch, we're making our own lunch, I'm making me a peanut butter and pickle sandwich, you mm-hmm. you have a you might want to judge me or something right. about me, right? Mm-hmm. And this is this is my opinion is what Jesus is saying in Matthew seven. Uh, I did a little, uh, and I, this did not come off the top, top of my head. I had to look it up. Okay, mm-hmm. so the word he uses there in Matthew chapter seven verse one is the word krino. Mm-hmm. K-R-I-N-O is the way we would transliterate it in, from the Greek. It means, and it's basis, to separate. Okay. Okay, to separate. So what does it mean to separate? 
when when I was a little boy, um, I my mom loved to cook pinto beans, mm-hmm. and I, again I think it's because it's cheap, but it's good. Mm-hmm. I still one of my favorite dinners is go to the CB mm-hmm. and get me a bowl of pinto beans and turnip greens with some cornbread and sliced onion. I'm tracking with you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so but pinto beans out of a can are are an abomination, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's no good. So you have to soak and cook for a long time pinto beans so they get that good thick soup, right? right. And that's that's pinto bean. Mm-hmm. One way we did that was just a piece of white bread mm-hmm. and you put that pinto oh, bean over that white bread. Fun. That's dinner, like yes, that's right revival there. Right there. <laughs> anyway, so what mom would do for me though, she'd take a big old bag. I have mm-hmm. a plastic bag. Pour them on the top of our Formica dining room slash kitchen table, mm-hmm. mid-century modern. Mm-hmm. And my responsibility was to look at those pinto beans in their raw form and remove, separate visually, and then take them out of the batch. Gravel, because it'd mm-hmm. be gravel in there, or immature pinto beans, shriveled up pinto beans, bugs, Anything else that might be in that bag of pinto beans, remove them aside, throw them away. Mm-hmm. Then my mother would take the good pinto beans and then she'd cook them for hours and then cook them all day. So really what I think Jesus is saying here is uh, we are not to look at the outward appearance of a person and make a judgment based upon only what we see. Yeah, Dr. D, I think that's a, a good word. It reminds me of a story uh, about a church, a wealthy church in a wealthy area. Uh, they were in the middle of their service, and all of a sudden the front door opens, and this fellow walks in. He's tatted up and disheveled. Uh, clothes were sort of uh, dirty, and uh, he walks all the way down uh, the center aisle, and uh, he sits in front of the pulpit um, Indian style and just sits on the floor. Uh, when he does that, people are just, uh, they couldn't believe it. And they began to whisper, and and they were just uh, very turned off. Um, some were saying, but it just ruined our service already, you know. And uh, they were wondering what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the oldest deacon, the oldest deacon in the church got up, uh, walked down the aisle with his cane, and some of the ladies, some of the guys looked at each other and said, oh, good, he's going to take care of it. You know, mm-hmm. He's going to deal with it. Yeah. And so he got down there, and he put his cane on the front pew, and then, Doc, he um, sat down right beside that guy, uh, as Indian style as he could get, <laughs> and he put his arm around him, and he sat there the whole service. Teaching by example. Uh, yeah, teaching by example, and saying, listen, uh, I'm not looking on the outward. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about this guy's heart. Uh, I've always loved that story. I actually shared it several weeks ago at church. Well, here's what I hear a lot of people say, and I'm going to ask you this question. Um, Particularly us Christians, and I'm telling you, uh, I'm I'm a Christian first before anything else. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, before my denominational title. Matter of fact, I would probably say I'm a Christian. I am a, a husband. Mm. I am a father. I'm an American. American. And then I then I'm a Baptist. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I just I just see the the tent being a lot larger. Mm-hmm. Then people go, well, I'm a Baptist first, and then I'm a Christian. Then right. I just, uh, there's so many good, good people out there of faith who aren't in Baptist church. So I, uh, I, I don't want to restrict that. But let me just say, I'm not going to limit it to Baptist because certainly it's truth. But 
Um, I can hear them saying right now, wow, you guys, that's that's a liberal view of this. You think people all live any way they want to mm. and still call themselves Christians? Mm-hmm. What about... You ever got that? What about? I have. Many times. <laughs> what Many about? Times. And then there's a list of uh, outward activities mm-hmm. that uh, would say, well, can a person be Christian and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. add, I don't know, you just, you, you name it, you can do it. So uh, I, here's my question Is the unwillingness to judge a person, does that amount to accepting a person's behavior as right? I don't think so. Jesus said in John, you know, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Mm-hmm. And so what does he mean by that? Judge with righteous judgment. Well, you think about it. what did he say first? Just exactly what we were talking about mm-hmm. in Matthew 7, 1. Don't judge according to a person's appearance. Right. You know, when I was a young man, it was during the, I wasn't in the hippie age, I just on the outer cusp of the hippie age. I was, you know, a young man in the 70s, not the 60s for the most part. And But long hair certainly was still uh, appropriate dress, <laughs> except <laughs> in a lot of churches. Right. And when I, when I became a believer in my teens, I had extremely long hair. I mean, it was on my shoulders, mm-hmm. right? So uh, while my pastor was a very... I, w- I would even call him a fundamentalist. Right. One place where he impressed me was this. When when I first told him that I felt like that I need to be teaching or preaching, I, I don't know that I characterized it as a call to ministry, but mm-hmm. um, I'd, I'd done a lot of stuff as far as speaking and teaching at that point in a secular aspect. And I really enjoyed the Bible. I really wanted to teach. And I asked him, I said, if there's any time that you want me to speak for you or you know say anything publicly here at the church, I'd do it. And uh, what I give that man credit for is he didn't look at me and say, well, you cut your hair and I'll let you speak. Mm. He looked at me as I was, and sure enough, it wasn't much time at all that he gave me the opportunity to speak for it. For a Sunday night, it was a Sunday morning, right. Sunday night, and that was probably the first several appearances in the pulpit and teaching in mm-hmm. Sunday school. I, mm-hmm. I was teaching as a teenager. I was teaching a young married class in our church as a teenager right. with long hair. And ah. uh, at that time, many churches were judging people based upon the length of things, like length of skirts, length of hair, mm-hmm. length of mustaches and beards, mm-hmm. yeah, that sort of thing. And, and so I, I was introduced to what I would call grace mm-hmm. from him in that respect early on. But that wasn't true in a lot of instances. Right. Uh, I mean, if hair touched the top of your ear you couldn't preach if mm-hmm. hair touched i'm talking about from a male perspective certainly a woman wasn't going to preach but uh, <laughs> whole different subject for another day yes, another, podcast. <laughs> another podcast which you're looking forward to i know um but the hair touching your collar hair touching the top of your ears mm-hmm. anything on top of your lip anything like that was absolutely not, you know that that um omitted you from speaking right. god's word mm-hmm. um so I, th- I think that churches have been known for being judgmental, looking at outward appearances, but just what you read, what, but for righteousness, mm-hmm. right? Where is, is righteousness on the exterior or is it? It's on the inside. It's on the inside. Yeah, it's, um, it's our, uh, the holiness, the, the right living that you can only do through Christ. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, you, I think you know this. Um, before I uh, went to seminary, I was in a Bible college. You went to seminary? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> 
<laughs> and but before I was in a Bible college, and actually I was kicked out after the first year of the Bible college, and the main reason was because of my hair <gasps> was touching. That was one of the main reasons. My hair was touching my ear, and I was getting demerits for it. There's another word, um, and did not realize it because I didn't know that I had an on-campus uh, mailbox that they were putting the demerits in. So I was called in oh and, uh, and uh, had an interesting conversation, and uh, ultimately they asked me not to return. And, and uh, it, it got heated, yeah. and that might have led to them asking me not to return, but that was many, many, many years ago. But it was all outward, really. The, my first college was a Baptist college. Uh, I want to say there one semester. And it wasn't because I didn't like his beautiful college campus. I just couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to go to a state school. But in the room that I stayed in that dormitory, the person who had been in there previous to me had been kicked out. Uh. And the reason why they were kicked out is they had made a candle holder. Is this what was going on at the time? This was oh, this was late 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had made a candle holder out of a Boone's Farm wine bottle. Oh, my. They used to put a... Candle down the top, burn it, and it would drip Mm. down over the side. Mm. They had made the silly mistake of putting that in the window. (laughs) (laughs) And so they were kicked. They were asked to leave school because they had a wine bottle in the window. Uh, We got lots of stories. I could give you so many stories. Yes, yes. So many stories about that. So is the unwillingness to judge amount to accepting a person's behavior? And I would say no. And I would agree with that. No, but I, but you know what? I have a really hard time keeping myself in line. Mm-hmm. I don't, I ain't gonna try it with you, right? Right. right? I'm not gonna. I'm not. Uh, what was it? We have a we have a mutual friend, and he he made this statement. I thought it was wonderful, and I think you shared this with me. Someone asked him as his church grew larger, mm-hmm. uh, how was it that he could control his people? Mm. And uh, he made the statement, I never control the people, no matter what size mm-hmm. the church. Our responsibility, I'm no longer a pastor. You are. Uh, but it was never my responsibility to control my people mm-hmm. or, or, or to tell them what to do or what not to do, how to live their lives. That wasn't my job was to share with them mm-hmm. God's word, the principles out of God's word. And then their responsibility was to adhere, follow or not. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm certainly have a difficult time with my own life, much less trying to uh, to uh, live yours for you. Well, Doc, we're both trying to take care of the planks in our own eyes. That's right. Yeah. And, so, and I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> I know because I can see it right now. Yeah, it's, it's not quite, you know, eight feet long like it used to be, but I can still, uh, still build a birdhouse out of it. Now, <laughs> that's a horrible metaphor, analogy, whatever that is. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I think that, no, it, it doesn't mean that you're accepting of a person's behavior. Mm-hmm. Um Gosh, there's so many. Let me just, uh, did I share this story when we had, um, a, our church had a satellite campus. We bought uh, a former business and moved it down the street a little bit and had a satellite campus there. And one of the things that we did there was we had a cafe on, uh, I believe it was Tuesday evenings, where we'd show a film, a controversial film, mm-hmm. and then we'd have a community and we'd tell the whole community about it coming there. And we did one on uh, same gender attractiveness, you know, whether it be homosexual, lesbian, whatever it might be. And uh, guess what? We did it and people showed up. Mm -hmm. And and we had a table of of wonderful ladies who were all lesbians by, you know, admission. Mm -hmm. They were here to see what we thought about it. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought the film did a really good job, and we spoke about it afterwards. And uh, one of the ladies from the table asked me, you're the pastor. I said, yeah, I'm the senior pastor. I don't pastor this campus, but I'm the, over the church. And she said, can I just ask you something? I said, sure. She said, uh, if you disagree with us, why do you condemn us more than anyone else? Mm. And I said, I, I'm not really sure what you're saying. She said, well, aren't there a lot of things that you would think would be wrong or sinful? And so Oh, just what the Bible teaches, that's mm-hmm. that's all. She said, well, why do so many people then pick on us? And um, I thought about it for a second, and I said, I hope I don't pick you out from the crowd. I hope that I don't mm-hmm. uh, say negative things. But I, I'm telling you, from my perspective, you've not heard me preach or anything. You would have never heard me do a message just condemning you. Mm-hmm. All I do is teach the Bible. Right. And, uh, I, and I said, I... I I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to share God's word mm-hmm. with you. And you know what? She was kind of satisfied with that, but I think that probably she had experienced some judgment from other people simply on her appearance. Well, that's all we can do, really, is preach the word. Yeah. You know, just open it up and uh, take it in context and preach the truth of the word. Yeah. And allow the word to do its job. Yeah. And it does. Back in those days when everyone had an altar call at the end, mm-hmm. the invitation, whatever you want to call it, and you had the mourner's bench mm-hmm. and everything, which I think you have all those things still, don't you? I do. Your church. Yes. Um, and, and I'm not, I, I, I didn't get people in the last few years of, of my ministry to take advantage of that very often. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a lot of people getting saved and things, but they were doing it through different avenues when they were when they're doing that. But I, I remember... Early in my preaching, I would list sins. Mm-hmm. If you're guilty of this, you need to yeah. come to the altar. If you're guilty of this. Mm-hmm. And what I came to realize after a while is what Charles uh, Chuck Swindoll mm-hmm. said. I read it in a book. He, uh, he said he was so, so um, disappointed that no one was coming and making decisions at the end of the service mm-hmm. that he felt like maybe he hadn't been called to preach. Mm-hmm. So he, he really was at a crossroads in his life about whether he's going to continue. And he ended up having a tremendous ministry. Right. Uh, God spoke to him and said, you preach, I'll convict. That's good. That's I like that. Yeah. And Your uh, job is not to convict. Right. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's right. Yeah. That's very, that's very good. I like that very so much. So that's why I came down mm-hmm. at it, uh, Brother T, is that um, let me just teach God's Word. Mm-hmm. It's very convicting. Mm-hmm. D- don't respond to me. Respond to it. I'm just going to mm-hmm. teach it like it is, man. Uh, don't pull any punches. Uh-uh. I'm not pulling any right. punches. I'm don't not going to skip a passage. Because, uh-uh. No, right. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, that always... Got, I just didn't enjoy that. People right. say, well, I know you're going to preach on this passage mm-hmm. because so-and-so gives mm-hmm. so-and-so. No, that's not true. That's and right. I don't think that's true with many guys. Right. We're, we're accused of that, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's true. Uh, most, of those, mm-hmm. most of those Bible teachers out there, they're teaching the Bible regardless. They're just going to in season, out of season, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's good. Well, uh, next talking point. You ready? I am. Do you think some people reject Christianity because they believe we judge others when we shouldn't? Do you think that really what some people say see in us and believers is actually uh, repelling to people to where they don't want to look into our faith? Do, do you think are we guilty of that? I think uh, I think we are. I think in many ways um, we are, and uh, and we have to we have to be just be very careful with that, you know, and. Um, as we've said several times in this podcast, 
uh, take care of ourself, mm-hmm. um, ourselves, and and read the word, apply the word, and um, and through love, you know, with compassion, uh, talk with folks. There are many folks because we're pastors that come to us. Right. You know, we don't go to them. On the way here this morning to the podcast barn, you know, I was uh, called and a question was asked, and um, and so I had you know I had the opportunity to share, and uh, it did not hopefully come across judgmental. I was just sharing scripture. Right. And, um, but I think sometimes uh, we can go beyond scripture and jump into our own opinions. And when we jump into our own opinions, that's when I get into trouble. I know that. Yeah. 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 And I'm, this is exactly what I'm thinking too, that I think that we have, I think I have probably turned people away from the faith, mm-hmm. hopefully not forever, but for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, an example is this. It was early in the life of the church that we, we'd helped plant, and God was blessing, and people were joining, and I had a young couple come, and mm-hmm. um, I went on my visitation that I made to new visitors. Mm-hmm. So I went to their house. They didn't live far from the church, live in a duplex, mm-hmm. just sweet couple, everything. And uh, however, in the um, in the um, talk. I, I said, I looked at your card, and while you have the same address, you have different last names. Mm-hmm. I said, are, are you married? He said, well, no, we're not married at all. We're going to get married, but mm-hmm. we're not married. And uh, so, I, you know, I didn't jump on that or anything. I just kept talking to them. I wanted to find out about their faith. Mm-hmm. They both had accepted Christ as their Savior. And before it was over with, they said, would it be all right if we joined the church? I said, let, let's let's get through some. I'll I'll be happy to do your marriage. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy to perform your marriage ceremony. And and um, I think I got some things to offer here because I always do counseling beforehand. Mm-hmm. So sure, as soon as you guys get married, then let's join the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am not making a judgment here. I'm not saying well I did the right thing or wrong thing. I never saw them again. Mm-hmm. I never saw them another time. And I have talked to Christians, church members, other pastors, uh, whether I did the right or wrong thing, and I've gotten all opinions right. from that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I put you kind of on a spot, right? Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. away is is that endorsing that behavior if I let them join or accept their membership? I think there's a difference in some ways between attending and joining. Um, you know, that that's the way I've always come down on it. Yeah. Um, I've never, of course, questioned anyone can attend. I want everyone to attend. Right. You know, but um, to join the fellowship. And then and then you never know. I mean, you never know. You never know. You never know who walks down the aisle that is hiding something. And so it, it's just, uh, it's very... Um, it's easy to allow some, it's easier to join the church than it is the Lions Club. Yeah. You know, and so um, you just really never know what's in the heart of someone. So here's what's haunted me all that whole time, Brother T, is that was it fair for me to hold them to that high standard when I had not asked every individual in the church about their marital standing, their living arrangements? their uh, drinking habits, do you ever use drugs, do you, I mean, 
where a mu- mm-hmm. what's the level right what's the level that we make this distinction mm-hmm. yes you can be a part of us no you can't be a part of us and i'm not making a judgment here at all mm-hmm. it's just kind of haunted it's me it's an open because, conversation yeah because i i mean i've accepted a lot of people walk down to the front of the church at mm-hmm. the end you know and and they said we'd like to become members mm-hmm. i didn't go to their home and interrogate them mm-hmm. about how do you treat your children you know do you tithe do mm-hmm. you do you pray? None of those things. And so that kind of haunted me a little bit that mm-hmm. that maybe I held these people to a standard that I had not held others to. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. I can I can understand that. So the truth is we, we deal with that. I yeah. mean, this is real stuff. Right. And so we could come up with a thousand scenarios, not church membership, just mm-hmm. friendships, mm-hmm. people that you associate with, people you have dinner with. Mm-hmm. What weddings do you go to? Which weddings do you not go to? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And at what level are they judging? What level level are they not? Uh, I don't know that this podcast always comes to all answers, but I think mm-hmm. one thing that we know from Jesus, let's get this straight. Mm-hmm. You don't judge people on their appearance. Right. You don't separate mm-hmm. from them just based upon their appearance. It's got to be a deeper thing mm-hmm. than that because Christian people, religious people, mm-hmm. are known for being a little too judgmental. Can we say that and be honest I think with so. that? Yes. So, who was it that Jesus had his highest, deepest, most, uh, no, violent is not the right word, but vehement judgment mm-hmm. toward? Who did he, who was he the most critical of? The Pharisees. Yeah. Yeah. The very most religious people. Mm-hmm. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, you read in, I think, every gospel, and it is a woe, 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 woe. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he, uh, he calls them fools. Yeah. And blind, he calls them hypocrites. Yeah, you know, and um, blind guides who strain out at a gnat and swallow a camel. Whitewash sepulchers. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, full of dead men's bones. Yes. Wash the outside of the mm-hmm. cup, inside still dirty. Mm-hmm. That one always gets me. Yes, you know. it does. You ever done that? <laughs> you ever just ate the bowl of soup and said, "Well, that's something in that soup that wasn't supposed to be in that soup." <laughs> <laughs> So I I do think that there is a tendency of religious people Mm -hmm. to be judgmental to the point where God would condemn us for our judgment of others. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's very good. So uh, we need to be careful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Righteous judgment. And so I kind of just, I've ended up following the point. God, you you know the heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to love this person regardless I may choose not to participate in some of their activities mm-hmm. because that would condemn me. It would convict me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, but I, but my job is they're going to answer to you. I don't have to answer right. for them. We are to preach the truth, share the truth. And ultimately God is the judge. And, uh, and we will stand one day, of course, and this is another podcast. Yeah. Uh, we will stand before Christ. And um, and so, thankfully, as believers, we know that our sins are forgiven. Yeah. And there's no condemnation, uh, Paul says. I think all of us ultimately, even by God, mm-hmm. are judged on a criteria. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, when we... I know that judgment seat of Christ, the, the Bema, mm-hmm. and all the things that we might talk about in another podcast, but we're all going to have to stand before God someday either as believers or as people who chose not to believe. But if you'll read the most famous chapter in all the Bible, John chapter Mm 3, right? It says there that God judges those. Actually, they are condemned already. Right. And then 
if if it was left up to us to fill in the blank, it's because mm-hmm. you committed adultery, mm-hmm. because you drank too much, mm-hmm. because you did drugs, because you used the Lord's name in vain. That's not what Jesus says. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, you are condemned already because you didn't believe in the Son. Yes. It's what did you do with Jesus. Yes. Yes. Well, you can go even to Romans chapter Mm 1. Very same thing in Romans chapter 1. It talks about God judging. And why did he judge? He judged because he gave them enough Mm -hmm. information about himself that they might respond in faith to him. But they chose, in some instance, to worship the creation instead of the creator. Mm -hmm. What is it again? It's rejecting God. Exactly. I think exactly. that the, the great judgment, mm-hmm. I think there's a judgment that I'd love to talk about sometime as to what we get or what we get to do mm-hmm. in heaven or forever. Mm-hmm. But that those are rewards. Mm. Mm. That's not condemnation, not right. condemnation. Yeah. We're talking about judgment for the purpose of a condemnation. You're condemned not because you did such and such. It's really because you didn't do something. Mm-hmm. You didn't accept God's gift in his son. Well, Jesus, in Matthew 16, I just pulled it up here. Um, when he's talking to the disciples, you know this passage well. He said, uh, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And had that conversation. Then he looked and said, but who do you say that I am? Right. You know, and, and ultimately, I think that is the question. Who do I say Jesus is? And who do those who are listening say that Jesus is? Yeah. John later would write in one of his letters that the way that the test of apostasy or heresy is, you can be a religious group mm-hmm. and you can even name Jesus. It's what do you say about Jesus? Do you deny that he's the son of God? Mm-hmm. So any group that actually uses the name of Jesus and uses the name of God, but yet denies that he's God's son, that that's a heresy of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, once again, a judgment, but it's a judgment not based upon activities, but belief. Exactly. It's, that's the righteous judgment mm-hmm. that we were talking about. Right. So if people are worried that, I'm, that I've done too many bad things or... Uh, my outward activities alienates me from God. Mm-hmm. That's not true mm-hmm. at all. The only thing that would alienate you from God was unbelief. Mm-hmm. And and that ultimately would be the case. I, You gave a story, and I, and I want to give this in before we close. And it's so similar to yours. I hesitate to tell it, but I just loved it. Just It was one of the most beautiful. You've heard me tell it, and, and uh, maybe these people have, because I've used it probably a dozen times in messages. But it's not knew with me it was a pastor I was watching on TV mm-hmm. and the and the, you remember you can probably repeat this better than me but the, one of the ushers came up to him before the service mm. and so what are we going to do pastor and he said what are we going to do with what and he said well there's the gentleman standing at the back door mm. and uh, he looks pretty bad uh, he has vomit on mm. him um, he um, smells heavily of alcohol and he wants us to seat him mm-hmm what am I supposed to do? So the pastor looked at this usher and said, you were to give him a seat just like anyone else. Mm-hmm. So that's what the guy did. Mm-hmm. And, and the people around it wasn't happy. They weren't happy that the fellow sat next to them. So the pastor began his message, you know, sometime into the church service. And said, so let me begin this way. At the beginning of our service today, I was asked about a man who's now in our congregation, said uh, that he smells heavily of alcohol and vomit said, I was asked, should he be seated? And I told the usher, yes. And I guess it could have been a little embarrassing man, maybe not, mm-hmm. who was there to hear. And he just looked at his whole congregation. He said, I just want to say this one thing. Aren't you glad that your sin doesn't have an odor? Oh, oh, 
Oh, that's that'll preach. Woo! That'll that does preach, preach brother. Yes, that does preach. Great. And uh, that just hit home with me. Mm-hmm. Aren't you glad that mm-hmm. everyone in this room didn't see what you did last mm-hmm. night or what you thought this morning or what is the context of your life, mm-hmm. your thought life, your entertainment, anything mm-hmm. else? Because if we were to display that and and how many would be in it? who would be comfortable sitting next to one another. Right. It's just that this guy's sin had mm-hmm. an odor. Mm, that's good. That's a good place to end right yeah. there. I think that's great. I think that's judging yeah. on the outward appearance. Mm-hmm. And um, so, anyway, I think it's a good subject. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, I'm on a peanut butter and honey. Oh, it's uh, so good. Yeah. Add, add, add bananas no. to it. No. Oh, peanut butter, peanut honey. butter and good. honey right. uh-huh. and banana on whole wheat bread. <laughs> I had that at the, at the Yellow Deli. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. They served that for the first time, uh-huh. and I said, "Why didn't I think about this?" That's interesting. And I've made that on many. It needs to be yeah. that one. That texture needs to be crunchy peanut butter. Let's <laughs> we'll eat peanut butter. We're gonna get to that one one day. It might be, you know, the. It might be just the introduction to my yes. other podcast when we did it. <laughs> I do appreciate everybody listening to us. Uh, our our audience is growing. Please. If you would, if you enjoy these, I again, Tony, I don't know of another podcast that's doing what we're doing. And mm-hmm. so it's unique, mm-hmm. but we need to get out there. So if you enjoy these podcasts, please share them with a friend, like it, subscribe to it. So it'll come to you when it comes out. Uh, I will always notify you, but it'd be great, man, if you, they, just people just got on board right away. Yes. Until next week, Dr. D. Yes. When the subject is, we don't know yet. We have no <laughs> Take no thought for tomorrow. <laughs> We're just following scripture. Well, God bless you, everybody who's been listening. We'll see you.